Hello, and welcome to another Veterinary Team Training Podcast. My name is Amy Newfield, and I'm both the host and owner of Vet Team Training. Please check out all my other podcasts at vetteamtraining.com. You can also find them on all pretty much the major podcast providers like Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Apple, pretty much all of them. So today I want to talk to you about boundaries. Oh, we need to start setting boundaries. We are in a mental health crisis in veterinary medicine, one that I've never seen before. We've always struggled with mental health issues in veterinary medicine, but to me right now with the addition of a pandemic in conjunction with the increased caseload count, in conjunction with the stress of curbside, in conjunction with the fact that we're all so super short-staffed, We are at this pinnacle of mental health crisis like I've never seen before. I was just on a Facebook group page the other day and I was heartbroken because it's just post after post, but this one in particular really grabbed me from a veterinary technician who had been in the industry for over 12 years. And she said, I'm done. I'm leaving effective today and I'm going into a completely different field and it breaks my heart to do so, but I can no longer keep up with the stress of this job. And that should shock me. That should, you know, cause me to say, what? You're leaving? That's crazy. Why would you leave? But yet I didn't even bat an eye and none of us did. I told you this story and probably a lot of you nodded your head and said, yeah, totally can relate to why she did that. And that's what's so sad. We are in a mental health crisis right now causing more people to exit out of the profession entirely than I've ever seen before. And we don't have numbers. I mean, nobody's keeping track of it. But anecdotally, it seems like it's an awful lot of people, both veterinarians, veterinary technicians, veterinary assistants, and certainly our hardworking client service representatives. We need to start setting boundaries. This is really important. And yes, right now we're dealing with a double whammy of burnout at home and burnout at work. It used to be that when we talked about burnout, it was primarily at work. We would think burnout and we'd think work, work is the problem. And yes, it still is the problem. But the other part of this is that our home life has been rattled for the last 13, 14 months, and it is not ending. I mean, it's getting maybe a little bit better in some areas, but the way that we used to de-stress, it's not there anymore. We don't, a lot of us, we don't get to just walk into a restaurant Well, without a face mask, that's almost unheard of, but just walk into a restaurant and walk up to the bar. We don't get to just have a party of people. If we think about, oh, you know, 4th of July, I'd like to have people. Can we social distance? How far apart do we need to be? Is everyone wearing face masks? Who's been vaccinated? And so the way that we used to de-stress, it's not the same. It's actually causing us stress to have to plan or do the things that we used to enjoy. I haven't been to the movies since, I don't know, maybe 15, 16 months. It's just not a thing I'm able to do here in the state of Massachusetts. And even if we are able to go to the movies or soon, it's going to be altered and completely different. And so it is a struggle for a lot of us of even being able to relax in the ways we used to. It used to be that work was the stressor, work was the cause of the burnout. We'd go home and we'd de-stress and we'd do something fun. We wouldn't have to worry about a pandemic, but unfortunately we go home and we worry about the pandemic. Children, 
especially young kids are really suffering with a lot of mental health crises with this virtual learning, which it's really hard to explain to a five or a six or a seven year old, you need to be strapped in front of a computer and pay attention for the next five to six hours. That's very difficult for young children to understand that. And older kids are feeling like they're losing big milestones in their life, like the prom or graduation. And it is a struggle, no matter who you are in a country, to deal with this continuation of something that, let's face it, we all thought it would be over a long time ago. So we're finding ourselves burned out at home. We've got very much the pandemic fatigue at home, and now we're burned out at work. And it is imperative that we start setting boundaries. But here's the thing. We feel bad when we set boundaries. We feel like we're less than or someone shames us into setting those boundaries. Everybody has different boundaries. Uh, you know, what's important to me and what I hope to accomplish in my day for my own personal well-being is going to be completely different from yours. For example, one of my big boundaries, which I hope to participate in every day, is trail running. For me, I like to make sure that my first call of the day happens after 8 a.m. But for example, this morning it started at 7 a.m., which meant someone impeded into my boundary. Not a big deal because at 8 a.m. when my call was done, I got to go for my run. But I was very happy that I had that time right after the call. I think I would have been a little bit unhappy if I had just gone from call to call to call to call and never gotten a run in today. For me, that's something that's really important and something that I try to do pretty much 365 days a year. And so that's a boundary for me. But you may have different boundaries. For you, getting home on time to, to put your kids to bed, that might be a boundary. For someone else, a boundary might be, you know, making sure that they get home to, to feed their cat exactly at a certain time or walk the dog, making sure that you guys always get that opportunity to have that walk together. For another person, it might be that on the weekends, on Sunday, that's their time to hang out with their aging parents or you know, just their parents in general. Whatever those boundaries are, we all have them. We all need certain things in our life. And it's important that we advocate for ourselves. We also have different bandwidths. And it's hard for us to understand that because we assume everybody can work at the pace at which we can work at. But that's not true. We all have different bandwidths of what that looks like. For me, I might have showed up to the hospital with a full belly and a good night's sleep and I don't have a lot of stress in my home environment. For someone else, they showed up hungry because they rushed out of the door because they were dealing with their family members, is super stressful, and they also only got about four hours of sleep. So in the course of that day, the bandwidth between me and this other individual is going to be completely different. I might be okay to stay late a few hours. The other individual, because they're already exhausted and hungry and have worked a really long shift, when they hear that they might have to stay late, they're done. But here's where those boundaries come back into play. My bandwidth says, you know what? I got this. I can stay late. The other person's boundaries should tell them, I need to go home. I have to deal with some of the things that I didn't get a chance to deal with the night before and I need a night's sleep. But again, this is where the guilt comes into play. So how can we overcome the guilt? Because this is a really big thing in veterinary medicine and unfortunately, it impedes our setting of boundaries. It impedes us from taking care of ourselves. 
we are in a mental health crisis. Every single one of us has had some sort of mental health challenge in the last year. There are moments where it's complete despair to, I think it's going to be okay to, nope, it's not okay. The world is falling apart again. We've all felt that. There's no denying it. And so we have to be able to talk a little bit more openly about our mental health as opposed to what we're currently doing is ignoring it. We're just trying to put these walls of armor on. We're just trying to walk around and protect ourselves. And for a lot of us, we've put on walls of armor of anger. And we don't even realize how angry we are, but it's a self-protected mechanism that we've had to build up over the past year by walking around very angry in an effort to keep on going, to keep on trudging through, to keep on doing. We need to start stripping away some of that armor and becoming human again. And the ways that we do that is to start moving a little bit slower, saying no, and setting boundaries. So in any given day in the veterinary hospital, people wear these martyr badges. I'm going to call them what they are, and that's exactly that. It's that I cannot pee because I'm too busy. I have worked five shifts because that I kept saying yes. I have not eaten because I have taken care of my patients. And what we are doing in these wearing of these martyr badges is self-deprecating generosity. We're being very generous and we know we're being very generous. We keep giving of ourselves and giving of ourselves and giving of ourselves, but to the point where we're taking away from ourselves. And we don't even recognize we're doing it. And unfortunately, leadership often condones this. They say things like, thank you so much for staying late. That's amazing. I'll buy you lunch. Isn't that a reward? We shouldn't be rewarding those types of behaviors because that person was unable to actually set a boundary. We say, oh my gosh, that's amazing that you came in so early. Thank you so much. And the doctor will say, well, because I had to finish up my records. That's awesome. Well, you know what? I'm going to go run to Starbucks and get you your favorite drink. Again, a reward for behavior that is actually harming that individual. And so it becomes this very weird juxtaposition where we get praise and rewards for harming ourselves And we feel guilty if we don't. And so we put ourselves in harm's way and we wear these badges and we tell other people about these badges. We even post on social media. This is my fifth overnight in a row. I had to pull a shift because so-and-so called out and it's my fifth one. And people will go, oh my gosh, you're amazing. Way to go. Nobody, very few people say, that's not okay. You need to take better care of yourself. Some people will say you should have said no. Those are the people who figured out the importance of boundaries. And so we do need to recognize that boundaries are healthy and that they are going to help protect us for the long haul, not only in this profession, but in life in general. I recently said no. I had somebody uh, text me at my hospital. Can you please come in? We're dying here. Any amount of hours would be helpful. We're really struggling. And it was on a Saturday. And immediately my gut, you know, just, you know, that feeling in your gut and your heart sinks and you know what it feels like when the hospital is insanely busy, you know, all of those thoughts because you've pulled plenty of those shifts where it's just terrible. And immediately I thought, oh my gosh, can I get in a few hours? So then I decided I would weigh the struggle and the stress 
versus the reward. And it's really important to be able to do that. Do I go out with my friend who I promised or do I go do a couple hours at work and probably meet my friend later? And the answer was that I was going to feel guilty either way. The answer was is that the stress of me not meeting up with my friend and the unhappiness and the resentfulness that I was going to feel by going into the hospital didn't make it worth me going in. So I said, I'm so sorry. No, I actually have plans with a friend. And this technician manager said, not a problem. Enjoy yourself. Thank you so much for responding. Perfect answer. But I felt guilty. And I still feel guilty. It's been like a month. I still feel guilty about it. It becomes a struggle for us to say no because of that guilt. But here's what I want to remind you guys of. Do some self-talk. Self-talk is very important. It sounds corny, but we all talk to ourselves. In that moment of feeling guilty, you immediately think I'm less than. I don't give enough. They need me. I, I might be the only person that will say yes. What happens if I don't say yes? Those patients are going to suffer. Those clients are going to suffer. And that's what goes through your head. But here's the truth of it. I want you to go back to your truth and I want you to have that conversation with yourself. I'm still a good veterinary professional. I love animal patients. I give more of myself than I ever thought I would. I'm still an amazing veterinarian, client service representative, front office. My team knows I care about them. My team knows that I am there for them even though I said no. You know those things to be true because you see this technician manager, she didn't think I was less than. She didn't think that I was a terrible person. In fact, she thanked me. And when I saw her in person, she said, you know what? Just thanks for getting back to me. I'm glad you had a good time. And she sincerely meant that. But it's us who get inside our heads. Another great example. How many of you have had this happen to you? You finally decided to eat food. And here, there's two ways you eat food in the veterinary hospital. There's actually only one way, but I'll describe both of them to you. You can take a tiny piece of chocolate, put it on your tongue, let it melt, mm, savor every single flavor of that chocolate. Or more commonly, you ram a bunch of food down your esophagus without ever tasting any of it. And someone asks, what did you have for lunch? And you say, I actually have no idea. And that's more likely what happens. So I want to encourage you upon boundary setting to try this because this happens to every person in the hospital. You finally sneak away so that you can shove some food down your gullet. Again, I want you to savor your food, but the reality is you're shoving food down your gullet. You finally sneak away. You're hiding in the corner usually of a break room somewhere and you're put, you just took the first bite and someone comes around the corner and goes, oh great, there you are. I just have the quickest question. <sighs> I need you to stop. Don't answer that question. Right there, set the first boundary. I would really love to just finish this food. If you don't mind, can I come find you when I'm done? Give me like five or 10 minutes, unless it's an emergency. Is it an emergency? No, it's not an emergency. Oh, okay, can I just finish eating this? And I love when people do that because that's setting boundaries and that is so important. We have to learn to take care of ourselves. No matter how small or a big win it is, you have to take care of yourselves. 
I don't see too many people in veterinary medicine taking a full hour lunch. I don't see too many people working, you know, just the bare minimum of 40 hours. I don't see that happening. So we're all pitching in. But let's get back to that other part of the boundary setting. In order to, for you not to have guilt, you cannot be shamed. That's right. There's a lot of shaming that's happening in our hospitals. If you're in a leadership role, you need to squash the shaming. Shame on the people who are shaming others for just taking care of themselves here and there. And we hear it on the clinic floor all the time. We hear this all the time. Oh, where is she? Oh, she's sitting down. Hmm, It's funny how she always gets to go eat lunch. Well, she is actually taking care of herself and she has set boundaries. And maybe she needs those boundaries and you do not. Remember, again, everyone has different boundaries. Everyone has different bandwidths. And for some individuals in our hospital, one of the boundaries that they set is, I am going to sit and eat lunch every day. What is the shame in that? I don't care if no one else on the rest of the team isn't doing that. This is that individual's boundaries. That's fine. I'm okay with that. Everybody has different bandwidths too. Maybe that person gets super hangry if they don't eat. Maybe we don't want to see them without food. But we hear these conversations or, oh, where is he? Oh, well, he, he definitely takes long bathroom breaks. And isn't that sound so bizarre when you say it out loud? Are we really shaming someone for staying a long time in the bathroom? I probably don't want to know why they're in the bathroom. But even if they're reading a book in the bathroom, good for them. I don't care. I don't. And I feel like the individuals who shame others in setting boundaries have obviously that hardened exterior, that angry burnout, and they a lot of times, again, wear those martyr badges. Well, I guess I'm going to have to keep going because, well, she went and sat down. Well, when she or he comes back from taking their break for five or 10 or 15 minutes, how about you take one? And to a lot of times, those individuals who are in that angry burnout stage, they will say, no, I mean, someone has to keep going. No. At this point, we've been doing this for so long, 13, 14 months. It is time we have given back to the clients. We've given back to the pets. It's time to start taking care of ourselves. And it is so hard to do that, but it starts with us setting those boundaries, us having healthy self-talk so that we get ourselves out of that guilt As leaders, making sure that when we hear the shame happening, when we hear the individual start the snicker and the gossiping and the shame of someone taking care of themselves, we stop. As leaders, when someone says to us, oh, I got stuck here late for three to four hours writing records, your answer needs to be, oh my gosh, that's terrible. How can we prevent this in the future? I really need you to go home early rather than Oh my gosh, you're amazing. Thank you so much for staying. I'll get you a reward for that. Let's stop that behavior because that doesn't create boundaries. That only promotes self-deprecation and harmful behaviors. I know it's tough right now, people, but hopefully this podcast got you to think a little bit about your own personal boundaries, what's important to you. 
how they'll start taking control and saying no here or there. It's going to feel a little uncomfortable. And when it does feel uncomfortable, get inside your head and tell you yourself your own truths, the truths that you are a hard worker. You're still more than you've given more than and saying no this one time. It's okay. And then take back a little bit of yourself for yourself. Because if we can set those boundaries and take care of ourselves, then we can be better veterinarians, technicians, nurses, assistants, and client service representatives to all those that we interact with. And also better wives and husbands and brothers and sisters and friends and family members. So thank you guys so much for listening. Keep on being unicorn. Please check out all of my other blogs and podcasts at vetteamtraining.com or check them out on Spotify, iHeart, Apple, whatever your choice is. Thank you so much. Take care and have a wonderful day. 